What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner of the app. Got it on your phone already, probably. Scroll down to live radio. Where you are and you got to get into work. Oh, I'm going to late for work. I got to run in. They don't have to turn us off. Pop in your AirPods, earbuds, headphones, whatever. Take us right into work. Meantime, you can watch us on ESPN 2 till 8 a.m. and uh, on ESPNU till 10 a.m. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Morning, Jay. Good morning, Max. So we've been I talking. know we're about to head into a tough subject. I do want to say I'm happy that we are closer to the best day of the week in Friday in tomorrow. Just wanted to say that. Happy Thursday. You're really everybody. baiting me today. No, I'm not. No, I think we should focus on the Saturday bigger story. Is the best day of the I week. think we should focus on the bigger story here about Jalen Carter. I just want to say happy Thursday. Yeah, it's a serious subject. And so, like, let's do that now because um, like, we have a lot of fun on this show, but this is a, this is a, it's uh, a tough you know, one. The top NFL draft prospect. Uh, top five projected prospects until now, maybe, is charged with racing, which, okay, you say, well, he's racing, but what the result of the race was a fatal crash where two people lost their lives. So Jalen Carter faces misdemeanor counts of reckless driving and racing in the January 15 wreck, wreck that killed offensive lineman Devin Willock and recruiting staff member Chandler LaCroix. The crash occurred hours after the Bulldogs celebrated their second straight national championship with a parade and a ceremony. Um, Mark Schlebaugh, ESPN reporter, was on the 6 o'clock Sports Center last night with details on the situation. LaCroix, a UGA recruiting staffer, was driving the Ford Expedition that Carter was allegedly racing. Athens Clark County Police say that expedition was traveling 104 miles per hour when it crashed. They also said in a statement on Wednesday that her blood alcohol content level was .197, which is about two and a half times the legal limit in Georgia. Police said alcohol impairment, racing, reckless driving, and speeding contributed to the crash. Carter faces two misdemeanor counts, one for reckless driving, one for racing. Both of those carry up to 12 months in prison, maximum sentence, and a $1,000 fine. Uh, talking to attorneys in the Athens area, on Wednesday, they tell me that, that those sentences are typically served through probation and that Carter would probably be facing a lengthy driver's license suspension. So Jalen Carter posted a statement to social media as follows, quote, This morning I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports have also circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. It is my intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against me and to make certain that the complete and accurate truth is presented. There is no question in my mind that when all of the facts are known, that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing. Jalen Carter was booked for reckless driving and racing on highway streets at highway slash streets at 11.33 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night, that's last night, and released at 11.49 p.m. uh, after posting bond. So 
roughly 15, 16 minutes, according to online records. Um, the bond was $4,000, $2,500 for racing on highways slash streets, $1,500 for reckless driving, Jay. First thought is condolences to the Willock family and the LaCroix family. Uh, both of those individuals were extremely young, and they should still be with us here today. Um, I, I come at this story by being transparent with people, by telling everybody that after we won a national championship in the year 2001, I found myself in quite the predicament, Max. I was in the car going extremely fast with people that had been drinking, and uh, life could have gone very differently for me, and it did not. Um, now, there's obviously a, a, a risk kind of theme in my life that led to a motorcycle accident, but at the same time, um, a lot of people who are young take chances that aren't thoroughly thought through. And um, this, to me, is a really hard situation. So my condolences to the family and families on their loss. Um, as it relates to Jalen Carter, um, there, there's, there are a lot of questions, you know, um, and I think the investigation has to happen first. We need to understand more facts until we can give you a complete, thorough uh, thought with clarity on what this means for his NFL career. Questions like, was he there at the wreck when the police showed up? Uh, was he not there? Now, look, at the age of 21, I don't know how I would handle a situation like that. I don't know if I would run, if I were afraid. Uh, we always say 21 years old. Uh, I think he's 21 years young in how you deal with this type of situation. So I uh, still a lot more to be found out to make <coughs> – uh, a, a more thorough decision on it. Uh, but what I will say, a lot of times within sports, sometimes talent speaks louder than circumstances. And I, I, I'm curious, the more facts that we learn about this, um, because of the talent that Jalen Carter has, potentially being a top five pick, and how he can be a franchise-altering talent for a team, um, I, I'm not sure we'll see it change or hinder his draft status. Lyle Collins went undrafted um, after a previous relationship. He had a woman uh, was shot, and just the fact that he was in a previous previously in a relationship, he went undrafted. Um, I believe his agents had a certain level at which, if he fell past this level, don't even bother drafting him, and that's one of the reasons. But still, he fell in the draft. He was a presumptive top ten pick at the time. Um, I think it's also important as the facts come out. This is a horrible situation and the what's foremost is that two people have passed as a result of this I think it is the facts matter though for example um, were it to come out that uh, as a result of a collision because um, Jalen Carter let's say he's in a car and he's driving and he loses control of the wheel for whatever reason and and they're as they're racing meaning whether or not you're intoxicated but you're racing you're breaking the law um, and as a result of the collision, two people lose their lives. That's different than he's simply engaged in a race and the other party was inebriated and they lose control of the real wheel during the course of the race. And as a result, there's the loss of life. I think the level of culpability, at least moral culpability, changes. And, and I imagine as, do, do criminal consequences change as a result of that. And just the way we generally feel about the situation changes. We have to wait for the facts to come out. Um, 
obviously that's a hypothetical. We don't know what the facts are. No, we're still we, that's waiting. what I'm saying. But if that hypothetical were true about him losing control and that, by the him, way, I've not heard anything about yeah, that. That has not so, been reported. In fact, I believe that the opposite is true. But but we'll see as the facts come out. Yeah. Yep. I, look, I I don't want to sit up here on national TV and radio and just continue to speculate. Um, well, these, that's that's why. Wait, that's like, why I I, yeah. I don't mean I'm not speculating. No, what I, I'm saying I hear is what you're saying. Our, our feeling. He participated in a race, as is being reported. He's he's dis, he's disputing that he has any criminal culpability. But the participation in a race where the other party is inebriated, loses control of the wheel, and there's a loss of life, not to diminish or trivialize that in any way, the other person engaged in the race, we feel very differently about than were there some collision as a result of their reckless driving, right? Like, there's a lot still to learn about this, find out what happened, not just whether did he stick around at the scene afterwards for questioning, right? Which is kind of ancillary to the actual event. Mike Tannenbaum, um, ESPN NFL front office insider, was on this program earlier today. As a former NFL executive, we asked him how would he go about the process of just even because there is an NFL draft. He is a presumptive, until now at least, high pick. How would he go about the process of evaluating Jalen Carter? I am taking a, a massive pause here and um, have to do a thorough investigation. And, you know, fundamentally what you're trying to find out is, is this a really good person who had one bad decision and one bad night, or is this a pattern of behavior? And you have to figure out, you know, if he's a fit for your organization. And with that said, there's another massive complexity to things in terms of the legal process. You know, the draft is about two months away, and um, there's a really good chance that everything won't be adjudicated before then. If you're picking in the top 10 or the top half of the first round, not knowing if, you know, is this a misdemeanor? Does this come, you know, at some point become a felony? I'd be hard pressed to see a team, you know, draft him with such question marks. Now, I've spoken to, to multiple people involved in the National Football League from different teams about this, and I'll continue to keep their names anonymous, but it, I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard some people say, well, you know, depending upon the facts, uh, we'll find out, we'll make a decision after that. I've heard some people say, well, you know, I, I've known his character. I've known of who he was for a while. I still think he's going to be a top 10 draft pick regardless. Uh, and I've had some people that, you know, have said, well, you know, I may just stay away from it. I'm not sure. But uh, that's – I haven't heard a lot of that. I had one person say that. I had a majority of other people say the other two. Yeah, again, we don't want to – you know, the fact is there is an NFL draft coming up. He is a presumptive – high draft pick. He was at the very least until this incident and perhaps still is. And so it's not to trivialize the events where there's a loss of human life. Oh, you're just talking about the football, but this is, he does have a future and um, the, the two people in the other car don't, and that's the tragedy, but he does have a future. And the question is, what's that going to look like? And how does this affect that? Um, the story is the Jalen Carter, top NFL draft pick is charged with two misdemeanors uh, in a fatal racing crash. We're going to continue to monitor the, you know, the situation with Jalen Carter as more details are made available. More KJM next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Jay, you know, the Knicks are in this incredible run recently. It's not just that they've won seven in a row or they beat the Nets, but it's the way they're beating teams. They're beating the, the, the snot out of the bad teams. They're beating good teams, right? Like they're, they beat the Celtics. They beat a, they're, they're, they're looking really good. And Jalen Brunson is one of the rare stars who signed in New York City in any sport who's out kicking their coverage, right? They are... They are, he is, he's outperforming his contract, it seems to me, by a lot. Um, but it brings up the question to me, and I know they were in the conference finals last year, but the idea last year with Luka is he needs some more. He needs some more. I don't know, I'm watching Brunson now thinking, how much more? I mean, they lost Brunson, and now they lost other people. Now they replaced it with Kyrie, but I still don't hear the Mavs talked about, like, oh, they're supposed to win a championship this year. Does it say something about Luka? And I know conference finals is a great achievement. Mm-hmm. But does it say something about Luka that even with Brunson, like I knew Brunson was good. I didn't know he was this good. And even with Brunson, that was their limit. They needed even more. Well, it's not as easy as just swapping out Jalen Brunson and Kyrie Irving. I mean, it, the Dallas Mavericks also lost Spencer Dinwiddie. They lost Dorian Finney-Smith, their best wing defender. Right? They, they, they lost depth. Um, but this team was different last year with Jalen Brunson. Now, look, I, I, I think the trade has helped me find out more about Jalen Brunson than it does about Luka Doncic. I already know who Luka Doncic is. I, I know he's one of the most prolific scorers a game of basketball has ever seen. I've always known Jalen Brunson to be a culture-like guy, right? I played with his father, Rick Brunson, with the Chicago Bulls, all right? Oh, oh. Rick was that dude that every day in practice, and little Jalen was around us, at practice during these times where I will always leave practice with claw marks on my damn forearms, right? Cause Rick would be scratching me, clawing me. He was relentless. So watching Jalen grow up, that's exactly how Jalen played. And those guys are important to organizations because they hold people accountable. They're not afraid to give you tough love and tell you what time it is. So I said it from day one when Jalen Brunson took that $100 million with the Knicks. I'm like, this in a couple of years is going to look like one of the best deals in the NBA. And by the way, he's great for the culture of your team because they had no leadership. But I want to get back to Luka for a second, Jay. What I mean is this. If you look at the counting numbers, well, of course, they're going to go up away from Luka. He's going to be a higher usage player. But if you look at the efficiency numbers, now look, you say whatever you want about PER. It's basically a crude efficiency stat, but it's a pretty good one as those kind of crude, quick calculation efficiency stats go. What are you doing per possession, mostly on offense? His PER was 17.1, two consecutive seasons. That's if 15 is like an average starter. 17, that's a nice starter. It's over 21 now. That's all-star. So it's not just the usage is going up. And therefore, the raw numbers, the efficiency is going up with it. And that's quite a trick. So what it, the reason I go back to Luka is the real test of players like Luka are do you elevate the players around you, right? This is what Phil Jackson thought about Michael Jordan early on, right? When he got, can he elevate the players around? This is why Magic Johnson, LeBron James, Larry Bird, these are the legends of the game. They elevated the people around them, even as they're scoring a lot, whether or not they're scoring a lot. Luka Doncic had this all-star on his team who looked like a nice little player, as we say on this show, right? 
but it turns out is more than that. And you did, and and that was not really understood until he got away from Luca. Does that reveal anything about Luca's ability or inability to elevate the players around him? No, no. I mean, look, Luca is a ball dominant guard. Like, it's any other guard. It's the reason why we saw James Harden and CP3 have to learn how to work together, right? Now, I think James has more of the ability to play off the ball um, than Luka does. I'd rather have the ball be in Luka's hands. But when you actually look at the numbers, I mean, the amount of time that these guys have the ball in their hands dwarf any other person on their team. So, all of a sudden, when Jalen goes to a different team, now he is their version of Luka with the ball in his hands. You're going to see him elevate. And now... Actually, Kyrie brings a different set of skills and weapons to the table, minus shooters, so Luka does have to do more. So what, so, so what does Luka need to win a championship? Because one, he's a high-usage player, and, it's, and when you watch him, you go, I, I guess there are better players than this, right? But boy, watching him, it's hard to imagine who they are because he's pretty awesome you know, running your offense. But he needed more than he had, and he had a bit. To win a championship because well, he hasn't they, done they it went yet. went after Christian Wood. Christian Wood hasn't really panned out as much as they would like for him to. So what would it now take? Now they have Kyrie. They're getting Maxi Kleber back. That's going to be huge. He's probably their best defender that they have on the roster right now. Having him back makes a difference. Kleber, you mean? Kleber, yeah, yeah. sorry. Like, so I, I think maybe like one more piece. But frankly, like he has with where the, where, where the West is, like he has enough. And yet – you're not predicting them to win a championship anytime soon. No, because I think Denver is ultimately the better team. But this is what I mean. At the I top, it's, e- is a better it's team easy to paper. get lulled into that to me, where people are like, yeah, no, look, he's great. He could easily win a championship. But I like this team and this team and this team more, right? Well, their central, you know, their, their, their central gravitational force, their leader, their best player. But also, Max, last year, they were way better, and it wasn't great, but they were way better defensive team. Who? The Mavs? The Mavs. Way right? better defense. But this team. is one of the issues with Luca. You're going to be a bad. You have one no, spot no, no, on not, defense. Not, but that's not that's not an issue with Luca. That's the issue of the personnel around Luca, right? So like, Luca isn't the best defensively. But if I put great defensive players around him who have the ability to space the floor and shoot, it's a different type of scenario. But so, Jay, I see a guy like Steph. He at least puts effort into defense. Do you see Luca as a guy who's going to show up on defensively? Well, but you're not putting. But Max, I can scheme out of it. Like I, I'm not putting Luca on the best offensive player to guard him. I'm what do you hiding. Think? Give, Luka. Me, give me a sur- give, give me an example. James Harden gets hit all the time. Give me an example. If Luca's your best player, give me a roster around him that you could fit under the cap. That you say, yes, I actually well, think that's, that's a lot. Wait, that you can I fit under the think, cap. Yeah, well, I mean that's part of it. That I actually think that team would win a championship. Not yeah, maybe hypothetically, but I like this team and this team and this team and this team more. But at least a team that's top one or two in the conference, where you go, yeah, in any given year that team could win a championship. What does he need? It seems like he needs a lot. Everyone needs a lot, but maybe Luca needs a little more than some other superstars. That's what it sounds like you're saying to me. And if he needs a little more, then he's a little under some of the other superstars. If he needs a little less, then he's a little oh, right? Does KD need as much as Luca to win a championship? I mean, does Giannis need as much as Luke? Wait, wait, wait. KD has Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Sure. I'm asking a question. Okay. I mean, like, if you put. And he has DeAndre Ayton. Swap Giannis and Luka. Are the Bucs still the best team in the East? No, Giannis is different. Yes, right. The personnel you'd need a little different. Yes. But do you need as much around Giannis as you need around Luka? More or less. Do you need as much around LeBron, around KD, around Embiid, around Jokic? That's how, that's one of the ways I think you can determine who you actually think are the best players in the game. And I'm just asking the question about Luka. Does the Brunson absence, does his success where he's taken it to another level 
I get, and I get on the Knicks, say something about Luka. I get guys like Brandon Ingram. Would Brandon Ingram ever become Brandon Ingram if he's on the same team with LeBron James? Because they both need the ball, right? And maybe it's something like that. But I'm asking the question because Brunson not only is higher usage and therefore compiling more numbers, he's more efficient, and they're winning. Mm-hmm. I, I think as it relates to Luka, like you have to, Luka has to end up giving the ball up more. Okay, this is right? where like, we're getting that, at. That's what he has to end up because the ball sticks to his hands a lot. So yes. it ends up being a little bit of a similarity between him and James Harden. Yes! Right? Like, but, so like, it's, it's, you're asking him to do more, but I mean, he has enough. But you ever go to McDonald's with your mom, takes you to McDonald's, they have the little mazes, right? On the little kids' menu thing, like whatever, one of these little restaurants, they give you the kids' menu. And you do the maze, and it looks like you're getting close to the end, but it's actually a dead end. So all that way you went, actually, there, that was the wrong path. I think sometimes players like James Harden and Luka well, Doncic. Max, James Harden could have won a championship. CP3 doesn't get hurt. Like there's maybe, there's, maybe, but when it came down to it, even without CP3, oh, he, he didn't show up. in the I moment hear, of truth, he, he didn't, didn't show up. hit yeah, the I shots, hear. right? But he was but, still outmanned. He was. That's what, wait, but this is what I mean, Jay. James Harden got you closer to a title than you ought to have gotten, but ultimately couldn't get you over the top. That's what I'm, I'm asking, I guess, philosophically. Are players who are as ball-dominant as Harden and Luka, even if they have the apparent skills to elevate players, when you see players leave and do better it's without a different them, type of elevation. is it actually a dead well, end? So here's, and I'll be real quick with this. It's a different type of elevation. Look, what LeBron does and when he elevates, he does a lot of hockey assist. So what that does is I'm relieving myself of the accountability. Here, make a play. I'm kicking the ball ahead. Make a play. Trusting your That's teammates. That's way different than me bringing the ball over half court, pounding it. Waiting for, for five seconds for on the shot clock. eight or nine seconds. And then it gets down to five seconds on the shot clock. And I say, here, make a shot. So is right? that kind of player a dead end to a championship? That's what I'm asking. I'm never going to call a player a dead end to a championship. I, I, I think Luca has all the skills to win a championship. It's about him understanding where his game is to relinquish some of the control to allow players to get to that point where they can have more accountability. Because I'm sure Jalen Brunson – Felt like he had that same type of accountability. It just feels different because now this is his team. So, right, right. When I say dead end, what I'm saying really is if they continue to play that way, what you're saying is they have the ability, there is the possibility that their game can grow and mature to the point where they can do all the things they do and lift up their team, right? But, they're, but he's going to have to take the next step to do that. I guess well, just because you can do all things doesn't mean you have to do them. Five-time national champion and Hall of Fame coach. Mike Krzyzewski. Ever heard of that guy, Jay? Yes, I have. Very famous coach. A lot of success at Duke. Also known as Coach K. Joins us next. KJM. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. 30 years have passed since Jim Valvano's legendary speech that launched the V Foundation. It's been 30 years of battles. 30 years of perseverance. 30 years of progress. 30 years of strength. And 30 years of never giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Help continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. Visit v.org slash donate. All donations benefit the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Welcome in. Now, you know, we talk about, like, Hall of Fames, how there should be inner sanctums of the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Babe Ruth and Phil Rizzuto are both in the Hall of Fame, but, you know, Babe Ruth is in the inner sanctum of the Hall of Fame, right, mm. in baseball. Mike Krzyzewski, five-time national champion, is an inner sanctum coach Hall of Fame. He's more like a Hall of Famer in the game of life, more so than even in coaching, by the way. Would you have him higher than 14 all-time? Let's not get into that right now. Coach K, you hear about this list? Let's Uh, not get coached. You know, I've I've heard about this. And, Jay, uh, tweet like therapy numbers for the person who – uh, who tweeted that, you know, so they can get some help. All right. <laughs> and uh, uh, whenever they're trying to figure out lists, uh, start out with credentials, like how many guards were national players of the year twice. Uh, yeah, just start out with stuff like the inner sanctum of, of guards <laughs> in, the, uh, in the NCAA. Coach, it's taking every ounce of me. Um, not to be not to be angry. You know, I play my best when I'm angry. So I'm, I'm should, we should make him angry, Coach. Here. That's why the producers do it to get out the best of oh, Jay. Uh, trust me, Coach K found ways to uh, to poke me to get me to where How'd I. How'd you to do be. it, Coach? How, Coach K, Mike Shashevsky, with us here on Keyshawn J. Willemax. How did you get the best out of Jay? How, what buttons would you push? You know, you didn't have to push many buttons. You know, the bigger the game, the better he played, and uh, you know, he would be uh, if he was in entertainment, he needed. He, he wasn't off Broadway. He should be on Broadway. And uh, he also had his partner in crime, Battier, who they fed off one another. And uh, it's good. They, the, that duo and Hurley and Leitner duo, you know, were two of the fantastic duos in, in, uh, in, for me uh, in, in, in my career. I, I uh, they made each other better, but I didn't have to worry about uh, about Jay. Coach, I, I wanted to ask you about another fantastic duo, and that's you and Jimmy V. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. reading about the relationship that you guys had. Saturday is the 30th anniversary of Jimmy V's right. "Don't Give Up" speech at the ESPYS. Um, how much does that speech still resonate with you today? 
No, it's a speech forever. You know, there are there hardly there's hardly anything like that. You know, and uh, uh, Jimmy and Jimmy and I became like brothers the last four or five months of his life. But when we spent a lot of time together at Duke Hospital at night, and uh, and my wife and I, Mickey and I, flew up with uh, Jimmy and Pam, his wife, that day, and Pam had a big gold bag and i said what's that for she said for him to throw up in and uh and he was just so sick and i i I don't know how he did it you know jay it was divine intervention that he came up with this idea in, in in duke hospital for the v foundation and divine intervention that day because there's no way he could make that speech and then Unbelievable, just unbelievable, and uh, I'm so glad we've had the level of success we've raised. The V Foundation team has raised over 300 million dollars, and uh, we have helped so many researchers find cures for this dreadful disease. And we're going to do a heck of a lot more going forward. Uh, the team we have right now is world class, so. Jimmy would be amazed at where we're at. So, Coach, um, on to basketball, and you're, I mean, that speech will live forever. And like Lou Gehrig's, or I think of Stu Scott, yes. people who are terminally ill, who get up and, and, and they speak in a way that inspires millions and resonates through the years. And clearly, Jimmy V's speech was one of those moments in time. Um, but we, we, I do want to talk some basketball with you. It's always a hard turn to sure. something like that. Duke-UNC this weekend. What does it feel like for you not to be coaching in it? No, I, I, feel, good. I feel good not coaching it. Uh, I've had uh, 98 uh, times I, I, I was in the Duke-UNC game, and it was an honor to be in all of them. Not at the beginning, because Jordan Worthy and those guys were a little bit better than we were. And uh, no, it's an honor to be in that rivalry, you know, where the, the, the focus of attention for college basketball that day or the day before and the day after is that game. Roy Williams and I would always say we're the luckiest coaches in the world to be, uh, to be in it. And uh, it'll be a really interesting game because our team's won five in a row and uh, trying to get into the, one of the top four spots for a double buy in the tournament. And, uh, and a lot of people feel like North Carolina needs to win this game, a quad one game to add to their NCAA res- resume. So uh, you're going to have two very hungry teams. Coach John Shire, 16-0 and at home at Cameron Indoor Stadium, right. uh, did a phenomenal job in his first year coaching this team. Your thoughts on his first year? Yeah, John's done a terrific job, but that doesn't surprise me. You know, he did a terrific – he was a national champion for me and a captain uh, as a player. He was with me nine year, eight years. This is ninth year. And, uh, you know, I, I know how good John is. And uh, he really understands the game. And, you know, Jay, he, he really develops great relationships with his players. And uh, – so you can see right now in the, in the last few weeks, because they have everyone healthy, that they're they're becoming one. Uh, you know, and and they believe in one another. They really like one another, and 
So I, we got, you know, we have a chance, I think, and he's brought him along really well. Coach, I, I, I've always hated losing. I think I learned how to hate losing even more once I became under your tutelage as a, as a player uh, for how competitive you are. Uh, with the way the last two losses of your career have been, um, with games that now you're not coaching, do you find yourself still coaching when you're at home watching the TV screen, still like yelling at the players? Are you a little bit more reserved? Like, what, tell me, like, take me into the inner sanctum of a Coach K watching now a, a Duke Carolina game not being in the arena. Well, I think any Duke game, uh, you know, I watch it as as a coach. And uh, I look at body language, facial expressions, how kids are handling different situations. Do they look strong, not just plays? And uh, uh, I don't get that that emotional unless – still a little bit at officials' calls. <laughs> that I don't know if that will ever wear off. You know, that's a, that's a disease that uh, you know, I had for 47 years and – it's tough to get rid. I don't know what the cure for that is, but uh, uh, I, I, I try to watch things and, and not so many X's and O's. And then when John, John and I talk quite a bit, I, I might give him some, one or two things I saw, and uh, but not not so much strategy, because you know, he's he's got that down down pat. Uh, and I like to watch it at home, and. Uh, We've done a few viewings in my office, which has raised money for our Emily Shazewski Center. But uh, still, those were nice. But I, I'd, I'd rather watch it with my wife and and my and my dog. <laughs> I, take, I would pay a lot of money to have a, a glass of wine with you and watch a basketball game. I think it'd be very entertaining. Um, I, I do want to ask you, Coach. Uh, it became a really big thing with John Shire. Um, at UVA on the foul on Filipowski. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, uh, how do you how do you advise a guy like John? Because obviously everybody wants to compare personalities, right? And, right. and, and um, you know, you were a little bit more in refs and more authoritative. John is a little bit more reserved. Like, how do you talk to him about how he stays in his own path and develops who John Shire is as a head coach? No, I think he has to follow his heart and follow his personality. And, look, there are – so many ways to lead. Uh, you, the thing, Jay, that you can't be is a phony. You, you can't try to be somebody else. And so, you know, he has his personality. He knows how to handle those those situations. And to compare someone else's personality and say, well, that would have worked. It would not have worked because it's not his personality. Hmm. And so he has to do that. And has he gets his experience you know, he's done a terrific job. Uh, as he gets his experience, he'll he'll look back at, at this year and say, I did those things while well. I feel comfortable doing this. These are, in other words, he'll continue to adapt. And adapt is a word that leaders need to embrace. You know, they need to keep adapting. And uh, so I, I think he handled it well. I thought, you know, we should have had a foul, and uh, and we should have won the game. You know, Flip Kyle would have hit at least one of those free throws. And uh, if they, if look, if we win that game, <clears throat> we're not playing for uh, a spot in the top four in the league. We we had a, we would have a chance to win the league championship, which that would be a heck of a thing for him in in, in any year, uh, but especially his first year. 
tough to follow a Coach K because you can win, I mean, you know, five national titles in a one-and-done tournament. The odds of doing that are practically zero, but somehow Mike Krzyzewski did it, and the next guy cannot be judged according to those standards because they are absurd standards. Mike Krzyzewski, ladies and gentlemen, five-time national champion, is a Duke head coach, basketball hall, inner sanctum hall of famer. Thanks, Coach, as always. <laughs> I, I, uh, I won't tell you how it feels to be in there, Max. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's really cool, man. Is it it's in, really... in the inner sanctum? <laughs> yeah. Man, we have a, like a little inner sanctum club, yeah. and uh, uh, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm sorry we can't let you in. No, I, unfortunately, I'll just have to hear stories, but at least I have, at least I have first-hand accounts. There's John Wooden, and there's Coach K, and there's, while we're at it, Nick Saban, and, you know, these guys. The greatest coaches yeah. of all time. Thanks, Coach. Hey, I Max, appreciate yes. it. Max, Max, one last thing. When I talk to you about it, I won't lie to you. I'll, I'll tell you the, the truth. truth. You'll tell me the truth. That's uh, the main I've thing. I've heard that hard truth multiple times in my that, career. Well, listen, that he tells, <laughs> Coach K will tell you the truth. That's how you get in the inner sanctum. Thanks, Coach. That's one, of the, that's one of the keys. Yes, one of is. the keys. All right, Coach. Maybe that's why I'm All not right, take care, care of you guys. Take care. Thank you, Coach. As as we He's celebrate best, 30 years of never giving up, by the way, and you heard the great Coach K talk about it, you can support Jimmy V's dream of victory over cancer, the number one enemy of humankind. Victory over cancer. Visit v.org slash donate. 100% of every donation goes directly to cancer research. We're going to find out if Jay is still upset with being ranked 14th best point guard of all time. See, I agree with Coach K. Telling you the truth is important. I should have told your ass not to shoot that free throw for the ball in the two-on-two challenge. It almost went in. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You know what's odd about big game boomers ranking, who we had on the show well, earlier? Well, how about the fact Top 100 like, greatest I, point guard, guards, college history. He said, Jay, I thought you would be happy at number 14. I wasn't happy with number two. Yeah. The second to a seven-foot six guy who, who also offered the, 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 the number one team and the league an entry into the Chinese market of over a billion and a half people, right? And, that, and, you, and he was seven-foot six, six on top of it, and, and you're barely scraping six feet, and you were upset Stop. about that. Stop. 
lying to what? the American people. What? Okay, you're over 65. Be- yes, a thank bit. you. Stop it. But if I wasn't happy with number two, what in the hell makes you think I would be happy with number 14, Max? Number 14. You know, it's funny, too, because when I think of the greatest college players of all time, period, the fact that because of circumstances, you had a short NBA career because yes. of a, a, an accident, right? You had a short NBA career. So I actually associate you with college more than almost any. Like when I think of the greatest college players of all time, Christian Leitner had an excellent NBA career, but I think of him as one of the greatest college players I've ever seen. Mm. I think of you as one of the greatest college players. Okay, Kareem you think about because he won basically every game he ever played in college, and even with the long NBA career. But when I think of you're one of the top, I would say five names I think about in college basketball history. Forget about point guard because I associate you with college basketball. And he has you 14th at your position. Do the math, Jay. There are five positions. You, you love that this. means on average, you enjoy this so he much. He should as have my you friend. around 70th all time in college because <laughs> five positions times 14. That's not. That's not. Uh, he has you as the 70th a dark best. Path that I rather not go down. You're not today. even in the top 50. I'm not even in the top 50. What do you think about that, Jay? Well, I mean, I, I, I went through the names on the list, and, and see, this is what happens when stuff like this happens. I pride myself on being respectful towards other names that have paved their roads, right? I know what I was able to do in college was not an easy feat. You're ahead like, of I know what Ford. Isaiah Thomas did was not easy. I know what Bob Cousy and Steph and Bob Hurley and Pete Maravich, what Pete Maravich did is on a different Yeah, leave level. him, Jay, oh Jay leave, leave Pistol Pete I, alone. I Jay. am not trying to sit here and reason with the national media and people by saying I belong in the top four, okay? Like, I'm giving it to Bobby Hurley. I even said that to Coach K. I'm like, Coach, I know, Bob, I get it. Bobby Hurley is different, right? All-time leading in assist in NCAA history. Yeah, when you stay longer in college also, you know, yeah. you, you get that. Yeah. We just start getting down. And I, I, with Steph, and I'm not, I'm not talking about NBA Steph. I can't believe you think all. you shoot better than Steph Curry. That's crazy, Jay. I just I, I think I had a better package in college than Steph. I know. That's all. I think I had a better package This is not about shooting. This That's is all. not about what they did in the NBA. This is about just college. Jay was a two-time player. I think the overall the resume is better than the AI in college. I, I'm allowed to say that. Like, I literally took big game boomer. He's talking about the speedster of Ty Lawson, and I compared the numbers, and there was no refute for him no. about the numbers. My numbers were better almost in every statistical category. Yep. So I'm just like, hey, is this like the MVP voting? Like, are we just moving the goalposts each and every year? Like, what is the criteria well, for big game boomers' top 50 greatest point Everyone's of all very time? interested in this big game boomer. All Listen, he agreed to rank the top college wide receivers, receivers of all time. I need to see where we Key will be. see where Key winds up. Will he wind up 13? I need Key at 15. At least 15. At least 15. At least 15. Well, Can't I don't know. Big Game Boomer said right off the top of his head he could think of guys better than that. And then he couldn't really name yeah, like Key five was guys. A beast in college. Yeah. But Key's one of the best college Key. players I ever saw in my life. And you were, so were you. One of the best college wide receivers of all time? Yeah, easily. Yeah. I, when I th- it's funny because he was also an excellent pro, as was Vinny Testaverde. But both those guys, I think of, like, in college, left an impression on me where I was like, oh, my God. Key was already, and they wound up on the same pro team. He was already a pro in college. You know? Yeah, right, right. That's Financially the, so was Vinny, and lifestyle-wise. Yeah, Vinny and Vinny Testaverde, a quarterback, and Key at was receiver were both men playing with boys in but college. I, but right? I really need Key to be, like, 16. I need Key to be 17. We'll see where he winds 20 up. 20 range. That's probably about right for Key. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Something that's like right. Yeah. 16 to 20. Where would you be ranked all-time morning host? One. See? So if somebody has you ranked 14, you'd be angry too. You and Greenberg, same thing. That's impossible. You and Greenberg, same thing.
Yeah, well, Greenberg's is good. I'm here for my looks, Jay, obviously. I'm so you're saying you're not better than Mike Greenberg? Well, at hosting or at, lo- at how good looking I am? That's KJ, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.